This Krebs Corner, the ball is in your court. Swish. What's up, everybody? My name is Brayden Krebling, and we're back with Krebs Corner, uh, episode 14. I'm here with my uncle, Cole Hissong, a tight end from Worcester College. And uh, his social media is Hissong underscore Cole. And he recently came out with a new blog, colehissong.wixsite.com. Check it out. Um, we support every fellow blogger here. So, Cole, we're just going to jump into that. Why did you uh, feel that you needed to start a new blog? You know, what are you looking forward into starting it? Oh, uh, yeah. So, at uh, college, I'm a history major. So, I do a lot of writing. Um, and I just feel like that's a good outlet for me to talk about the things that I want to talk about. Um, I spent a lot of time talking to Devin, my fiance, about things, but I needed another outlet. And I really enjoy writing. And I kind of have a lot of stuff to say. So I'm not really sure where it's headed right now. I had a lot of ideas stirred in my brain uh, when I wanted to create it, but really just things that I'm interested in, I like to talk about, um, you know, lifting weights, football, obviously, all that kind of cool jazz, but also like incorporating history into it because um, that's one of my passions as well. And also talking a lot about mental health um, because that's something I struggled with in the past year during COVID at school. And it's something I see more professional athletes um, uh, bringing to attention to public and kind of breaking that stigma surrounding it. So all those things are ideas that I have, uh, you know, stored away in my brain, but I'm not really sure where it's headed, just kind of going with the flow. Yeah, you have your first blog uh, recently came out, uh, Pursue Your Passion. I really liked it. I thought it was a very good read when I uh, first took a look at it. Uh, was that something that you had in your idea before you wrote a blog and you're like, I want to get this out there and I want to put this on a blog or did you have the blog idea already started and you're like, I need to find something just to knock this right into it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had the blog idea started and I wasn't really sure what my first article was going to be, uh, be about, but I kind of just wanted to like get the ball rolling and, you know, kind of put out you know, why I want to start in the first place. Um, I just think, you know, pursue your passion was the title that I thought I was kind of, I made that title because that's what I was kind of doing with creating the blog. You know, I love writing and I like to talk about things that I'm passionate about. So and that's just kind of where it came from. Yeah, I think that the pursue your passion thing was a good idea. Uh, when I was reading about it, you said how you sometimes struggle putting words into or putting uh, things into words and kind of your feelings into words. And you thought that writing was a good outlet uh, to put stuff on paper and try and get your feelings out how you want to tell it and how you don't want other people to twist the stories. And I really think that that's kind of where I come from is when I don't write my sports stuff and I try to get away from that is I really like writing my feelings about it because I think that it portrays your story the way you want it and the way you want it told. Yeah. So with this blog, um, I'm guessing you're looking to continue it and write more about like life situations, like you said, football and lifting weights. Do you ever, uh, are you interested in the podcast game? Cause I know we talked about, uh, we talked about Joe Rogan and stuff like that. So is that in yeah. interest is to be like in the social media and outlet to make your own podcast or. Uh, yeah, I've definitely thought about it. Um, that's definitely going to be something down the road, though. Uh, like I said, I listen to Joe Rogan all the time. And he's part of the reason why I want to start blogging in the first place, because I just wanted to be somewhere where I can just tell it how I see it. And I think that's what he does best on his show. And that's why he's so, so, uh, so successful is because he tells things how they are and he doesn't care if anybody 
agrees or disagrees with him. That's what I respect about him the most. But um, my freshman year of college, I had some friends who started a podcast and I was on their uh, on an episode once and it was something that really fun. So I think if that ever happens, it'd be something I do during school and just have my friends on it and just talk about stuff that we're interested in. Yeah, I thought about, um, obviously I do this and I talked with uh, athletes and stuff like that, but I like, I was interested in doing like a two minute setup podcast and I don't know if that's in store for me uh, later down the road, but definitely it's something that I want to uh, pursue. And, but yeah, that blog, uh, I really liked it. And I really thought that it can go somewhere because a lot of people feel these type of ways and feel like um, they have nowhere to put it out there and no one feels that way about them. Like the mental health awareness, it's it's definitely for uh, our age group, 20, 21 year old guys, um, mental health awareness doesn't get talked about. So, I mean, I don't want to throw your story out there, but um, just speak of how important you think mental health awareness is and how you think it's affected you personally. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, going up like into college, like up until my junior year, like I never really struggled or anything like that. Um, and it was actually, I think last fall, before the football season started when uh, I heard about Hayden Hurst's story. He's a tight end for the Atlanta Falcons and um, how he tried to take his own life. And now him and his family have started a foundation uh, you know, for mental health awareness and Dak Prescott and him have talked about, you know, joining forces and doing something there. And I think that it's just something that, you know, there's a stigma surrounding it. And especially like you said, uh, you know, there's stigma surrounding mental health within guys as well and how we turn inwards instead of outwards when it comes to that kind of stuff and I think that's something that uh, should be addressed especially when I started to experience it for myself you know at school during COVID was a rough time I didn't get to live my life how I wanted to is on the college's terms not my own that's something I really struggled with um, so that's when I became you know kind of more aware of that kind of stuff and you know seeking out help which I was he was hesitant hesitant to do at first and I really understood then um, you know, where that statement comes from. Yeah, I actually, uh, talking about mental health, I'm glad that we got on this topic because this was even uh, something I prepared, but um, I struggled. Uh, it's just guy stuff. I mean, you go through, yeah. some people go through breakups. Some people, it's that stigma that you said that uh, guys our age can't really show emotions or stuff like that. That's the old school way, how you kind of just like hide your feelings and don't, yeah. don't, you aren't out and talking about it. And I went through like around COVID time last year um, when we were locked in and stuff, I went through like a real loneliness phase where I, I didn't really, I didn't have a closest relationship with some of my closest friends who were there for me. And I kind of just like felt like the world was against me. And I really thought about writing um, a blog about it and kind of telling my story. Um, you see people with blogs go and tell their story and put in the words that they want and tell their story, how they want to tell it because you know, when you, when it's word by mouth, people twist stories and stuff like that, but when it's on paper and when you can type it out, how you feel like you want to tell a story, I think that's a hundred percent factual. And I think that no one can twist that. So I think that it's really cool how, and it's, I think it's cool how guys can open up and talk about it because it like you telling, or you talking to me about it and saying that you want your blog to be about that is like a way where I, like I, uh, felt oh, comfortable about starting a conversation with you and talking about it. And I feel like a lot of other guys lean on um, their peers to tell their story. Yeah. In that way. yeah, I agree 100%.
So we're going to get on to – actually, we'll talk about um, – you recently mentioned that uh, your fiancé, Devin, is a good outlet that you talk with. So how is it um, – you're recently engaged. Congratulations. I haven't talked to you since then. So uh, yeah, how uh, – I'll say, how does that feel? I mean – Yeah, I mean, it feels good. That was uh, probably one of the most – most nerve-wracking things I've ever done in my life. But, you know, I'm happy that she said yes. So, so yeah, I was going to start planning a wedding. I don't, I didn't think that she'd say no. I mean, for people who don't know, you and Devin have dated for seven years. So when you talk about literally growing with someone and being in a relationship like that, explain to people who I've never been in a serious relationship and I've been upfront about that. So how, did, how is it different between, I mean, you guys meeting at 14, 15 years old versus now you're 21, 20. I mean, how is, how is that growing actually with someone? Yeah. You know, as far as like, you know, maturity goes like physically and mental maturity that just comes with age. But I'd say that, you know, the same, the same love and spirit that we've had since we've been together for almost eight years going in September, like that's still there. And I think that having fun with, with the person that you're with is one of the keys to having a healthy relationship and also just being honest with one another. There's not anything that I wouldn't ever tell her. And I know there's nothing that she would never tell me. And her being that outlet for me um, is, I think, one of the things that keeps our relationship strong. And you know, I'm really thankful for her and all she's done for me. And I know she'd do anything for me and I'd do anything for her. So I think honesty and just, you know, keeping things fresh, you know, switching up what we do every week. And sometimes during school, we kind of fall into a routine. And that's when we'll kind of go out of our way to do something that we haven't done in a while just to keep things fresh. Now, for people who don't know, obviously, uh, you and Devin have been together for a long time, but you guys chose colleges that are uh, an hour plus away from each other. So how is, how is that? Um, obviously people uh, have to stay at work. Uh, kids who get out of high school don't go to college as far away, just keep the relationship working. So how did, how did you guys really uh, game plan for that? Just how strong your guys' relationship was prior to that moment? Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of that, but also, yeah, it was just kind of us knowing that you know, we were both fully invested in that even though we were an hour and a half away, it wasn't really going to something that we were going to, like, make an obstacle. It was something that we were going to try to avoid. Um, but, you know, before we went out to college, I heard, you know, relationships, long-distance long relationships don't last, yada, yada, all that stuff. Um, but, you know, it just it came down to effort, you know, and I really am thankful for her coming down in the fall every weekend to watch football games. And then in the springtime, I try to reciprocate that same energy and go and visit her more often. Um, obviously, I have a lot of stuff going on at school with football, and she had a lot of stuff going on at school with Relay for Life. But it's just, you know, trying to see each other every other weekend, every weekend, just that time that we have free, making it available to one another. Yeah. So you chose Worcester College. Is that the first college that you had on your list, or did you have any other? Offers you can play football at other places? Uh, so Worcester was not the first option. Um, I actually didn't even consider it really until their offensive coordinator reached out to me, who is now my offensive coordinator. Um, but going into my senior year, I thought I was going to play college baseball. And then um, I had been looking at schools for football and baseball up until the end of football season. And then when football ended, I realized that football was what I wanted to play for the next four years. Um, but I actually was planning on going to Ohio Northern for a long time in the fall. Um, and then ROC came and visited me one day in November. 
um, in, in the morning in the cafeteria of school. And then later that night, I actually called him and told him I was coming to Worcester. That's cool. I was gonna say I like hearing a lot of other people's stories about colleges and plans that they used to think that they were gonna do or uh, really um, intended on doing, and then just some moment switched in it. So you mentioned that you. Yeah. I thought I was gonna say I didn't know if you uh, play baseball or college football. So what kind of really changed your mind just throughout the season and changing heart? Yeah, it was just uh, you know, we had a lot of stuff go on my senior year. Uh, at Tri-Life for football, we had new coaching staff that ended up leaving the year after we graduated. And, you know, I just kind of felt like I had a lot more left to give and I couldn't, you know, we ended five and five after going seven and three the previous year and I'm only losing one starter. So I kind of felt like I couldn't leave my football career on that note. Um, you know, I didn't really get to play a lot of varsity until my junior year. So it was something I didn't really get to experience for that often, that, that long during high school. And I, um, I wanted to play football after after it ended, and I really realized that this is something I was going to miss. And I had the opportunity to go for four more years, and that's when I took it. So you mentioned how you didn't you struggled playing time in your junior year. Fast forward four years later, you're preseason first team All American in the D three yeah. uh, in your guys' division. So how's it feel being honored yeah. as that, as literally a All American in your guys' um, conference? And how does it feel that how does that uh, weight on your shoulders? affect you yeah you know I had, it was unfortunate that junior year got canceled um we ended up playing two exhibitions in the spring but it wasn't really anything crazy um I had a good year my sophomore year but I owe that a lot to Nick Strasbaugh and Jake Lewis who were our two senior receivers um they took a lot of eyes on the scouting report and I was able to fly under the radar a little bit have a few uh hundred yard games and you know earn all those awards but you know I'm just Really thankful for our offense, uh, our coaching staff. I mean, I've never played for anybody better than Coach Colpreet. He's someone who you know, knows how to unite a team and get a whole roster of 100 plus guys to play for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was really, I was really shocked when I got first team all conference, second team all region after the, after my sophomore year, and then going into junior year, D3Football.com uh, decided to go away with or go ahead and release the preseason All American awards without even without there being a fall season. So that's something I was really, you know, shocked to be a part of, let alone be on the first team, because uh, there are a lot of really good tight ends in Division III. Um, so, yeah, so I'm just really fortunate. Yeah, you mentioned your sophomore you had a breakout season, 6-4, and four, uh, 527 yards uh, throughout the 10 games played. Talking on October 5th, um, did yeah. you eat your Wheaties that game or what? I mean, 194 190. <laughs> 194 yeah. yards, seven receptions, two tutties. I mean, what yeah. what went through your mind? So, were you just on a different level that day? Yeah, so that was – we were 2-1 and one at that point in the season. We were coming off a of bye week after we had just lost to uh, to Wittenberg by two points, who were the defending conference champs. Um, so we lost to Witt, had a bye week, and then went out to Indiana to play to Paul. And um, it was actually the first game I started that season. So we had uh, – the previous year in the spring, one of our corners came over to slot receiver and started the first three games of that year. And then we actually ended up moving our tight end over to slot. And then I filled in at tight end to start. So really, we were on a two tight end set the rest of the season. But yeah, first play from scrimmage, actually, uh, we had the we had the ball on 25 and I ran a wheel up the sideline and took it 75 yards for a touchdown on the first play. And then that kind of just set the tone for the rest of the game. I mean, I've never done anything like that in my entire life. But 
I give credit to Mateo Renteria, quarterback. He put some balls in uh, some really good spots that game and threw, made some throws I've never seen anybody make before in my life. And also, like I said, just Jake and Straws and uh, Charlie, the three other receivers that game, just do, uh, running routes hard and making, uh, making it easy for me to get to open spots. Now you mentioned you're a tight end. I knew that, but for people who didn't, I feel like in your um, position, it's so unpredictable because you might not get as many touches one week as you get another week uh, when you're talking about looks. And then as a whole, I think football is a different sport than baseball and basketball. When you're talking about you really um, don't have any control of what happens half the game when you have to leave the field. I went to one of your exhibition games and your defense struggled a little bit. And it seemed like when the offense was clicking, it just the, the defense lost the tone of the game. So how does it, how does it feel when you had to leave the field and you literally give up your momentum to 11 other guys to pick up, obviously a uh, team sport and it's a family, but how does it feel when you, is it frustrating? Is it, what goes through your mind when you have to leave the field and maybe a defense is struggling to get stops? Yeah. You know, that's, that's something that comes with college football. You know, it was different. It was really weird coming from high school playing both ways. And then all of a sudden you're only playing one side of the ball and, the fate of the game, 50% of the fate of the game is in the hands of 11 other dudes who aren't out on offense, you know. Um, you know, that comes with it as well. It's something that you have to get accustomed to. And uh, Coach C is our DB's coach, Coach Bauman, our linebacker coach and D coordinator, and Coach Blake on the D-line. There are three guys who I really am glad is on the coaching staff. I really look up to them. I'm appreciative of all their support that they've given us as a team. And, you know, it's just I have – a lot the same 10 other guys who are lined up on the offensive side of the ball with me that I know and love are the same 11 dudes lined up on the defensive side of the ball. You know, I have complete trust in them. I have complete trust that our coaches have prepared us to get ready for that day. You know, the same way that they walk off the field and we walk on, the same way that we walk off and they walk on, we have to have trust in each other. So it just comes with playing one side of the ball. Yeah, I was going to follow it up by it's kind of the same feeling as if the offense is clicking and getting some three and out. Yep. And you, you as a defense got to walk on and prevent any scoring from happening while you, the people who are trying to score is struggling. So it just it seems like a weird thing because I never played uh, high school football or any other kind of football. So I I feel like it'd be different. And I know you played two ways um, in high school and a lot of other high school athletes did play two ways at smaller schools going to transition to only playing one way and leaving the fade up to another side of the field. But um, what are some individual goals for you going into your senior year at Worcester? Yes, I'll be my senior year. I'll be graduating in the spring and then coming back in the fall to play for my my COVID redshirt season. Um, But one of my goals for this year has already been achieved, I guess. I was uh, lucky enough to be voted captain for this season. Um, So I'm really thankful for my teammates who voted for me. And I'm really honored to to be able to lead them into battle on Saturdays. I don't know. Um, as far as individual goals go, I don't really, I don't really care about individual accolades. I know it's kind of cliche to say, but I really just want to win a conference championship. Um, for my past three years, we've been on, we've been all the way up to the top of the hill, and we just can't get over top of it. Um, that's something that I'm really looking forward to see us being able to click after so long of not having a full team on the field because of COVID. Um, and we're bringing in 50 freshmen this year, too. So for the first time in team history, we're going to have a roster size of over 100. So we're going to be deep at every position and hopefully having guys that can contribute in every spot as well. Um, but I really just want to win a conference championship. I've there never really won anything in my life, especially in football. Um, so I'm really excited to see what we can do this year. They're hoping the Scots get over the hump and win their first win a conference championship.
championship. That's the hope. Get over the hump. All right. Well, that's all I got for the interview today, Cole. Thank you for joining me. Um, check out his blog on his Instagram, Cole Hisong. Uh, just follow that journey. Uh, I hope I see way more work of you. I think that the first blog was awesome, and I'm not saying that just because we're family. I, I was really, I really, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it, and I appreciate like it. Some that um, can inspire other, just like simple friends. I got other friends that ever since I started writing my blog, they started getting interested in writing and putting words out onto yeah. paper and kind of putting yeah. their feelings out there. Um, and I'm really glad we talked about the mental health awareness. I think that's a topic that. I think yeah. should be brought to light way more than it should. And I know that it's improved drastically from five years, 10 years ago. And I think that it's yeah, not slowing down. I think that every year we talk about it and I think um, there's more awareness brought to it. So thank you, Cole, for joining me. Uh, that's it for today's Krebs Corn interview, episode 14. This Krebs Corner, the ball is in your court. Swish.